from the rule of our Holy Father St. Benedict, chapter the fourth, Quesint Instrumenta Honorum Operum. Continue. Not to give way to anger, not to harbor a desire of revenge, not to foster guile in one's heart, not to make feigned peace, not to forsake charity, not to swear, lest perchance one forswear oneself, to utter truth from heart and mouth, not to render evil for evil, to do no wrong to anyone, yea, to bear patiently wrong done to oneself, to love one's enemies, not to render cursing for cursing, but rather blessing, to bear persecution for justice' sake, not to be proud, not given to wine, not a glutton, not drowsy, not slothful, not a murmurer, not a detractor, to put one's hope in God, to attribute any good that one sees in oneself to God, and not to oneself, but to recognize and always impute to oneself the evil that one doth. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. I should like again today to focus on the 41st instrument of good works. Spem suam deo comitere. To rest one's hope in God. Of the three theological virtues, that is, the virtues that bind us directly to God, hope is, I think, the one least considered, and at the same time, the one most necessary to monastic life. The monastic life is essentially an act of renunciation of all that risks dulling a man's appetite for God. Or if you prefer, a man's lifelong choice of God over all that this passing world has to offer. The monk is, by definition, a man who rests his hope in God. Or if you will, a man who has staked his very life on hope in God. St. Thomas tells us that hope makes us tend to God as to a good to be obtained finally, and as to a helper, strong to assist. In some way, nothing speaks more to the heart of a monk than those verses of the Psalter that express hope. I should like to go through the whole Psalter with you, verse by verse, in search of every mention of hope. <clears throat> the monk is the man of the Psalter. How many times have I said this to you? And the Psalter 
is the great book of hope. So long as a monk is telling his psalms and meditating them hour by hour and day by day, his hope will stay green. As soon as a monk is distracted from the work of his psalmody, he begins to descend to hopelessness. I had occasion not long ago to say to a brother, enclose your mind in the words of the psalm. That is a something that I learned a long time ago. At times we try to enclose the words of the Psalms in our minds. That's backwards. We are rather to enclose our minds in the words of the Psalms, allowing our minds in some way to be taken captive by the Word of God and held in the Word of God. And this applies not only to the Psalter, but to all the words of the sacred liturgy. We have to enclose our minds in the words that God has given us, so that by means of these words we might ascend to Him whence they descend. Psalm 15, Conserva me Domine, is the first great psalm of hope. Conserva me Domine, quoniam speravi in te, keep thou me, O Lord, for I have hoped thee. All of Psalm 24 is an expression of hope, beginning with the first verse, by which, on the first Sunday of Advent, Church opens each new liturgical year. Ad te domine levadi anima mea. All my heart goes out to thee, O Lord my God. Psalm 26 is the prayer by which a man surrounded by enemies on every side and in the thick of spiritual battle holds fast to hope. Expecta dominum Virimiter age, et confortetur cortum, et sustine dominum. Wait patiently for the Lord to help thee. Be brave, and let thy heart take comfort. Wait patiently for the Lord. I could say much about Psalms 41 and 42. I shall leave them to your meditation. Frequently, in my own desire, to give voice to my hope in God, I repeat these verses of Psalm 61, which end with the glorious affirmation, Et spes mea in Deo est. Et spes mea in Deo est. No rest has my soul but in God's hands. To Him I look for deliverance. I have no other stronghold, no other deliverer, safe in his protection. I fear no deadly fall. Yet even now, my soul, leave thyself in God's hands. All my trust is in him. He is my stronghold and my
protector that makes me stand unmoved. God is all my defense and all my boast, my rock fastness, and my hope is in God. We don't often diagnose temptations against hope. We think that our temptations are other. Of course, there may be symptomatic temptations, but symptomatic temptations have to be uh, probed because there's an underlying temptation. And more often than not, the underlying temptation is against the theological virtue of hope. And I, I find it helpful sometimes to take out my beads and to do a round of the beads, repeating on each one a particular verse uh, that is the antidote to my besetting temptation. And if the besetting temptation is against hope, you can go around to around the beads saying, it's space me up the west. It's space me up. Et spes mea deus, and around you go. That's very uh, beneficial to pray uh, in, in that way. We cannot hear an hour through the whole psalter. This is something that you can do, and I'm sure will do, as you advance in your monastic life. Each man must make his own discovery of the Psalter as the great book of hope. I should like nonetheless to say something about one particular psalm. I often send brothers in the grip of temptation, or in the throes of discouragement, or in the fog of doubt, or in fear to the monk's psalm par excellence. Psalm 72, a psalm of hope. The psalmist looks at the lives of those who apparently have found happiness, security, fulfillment, and success. He looks at the beautiful people. And he gives quite a description of them. Their lives, it seems to him, are filled with good things, with rewarding experiences, with the pleasures of intimate companionship, self-determination, and abundant material goods. The psalmist is troubled because he has persevered in preferring God to all these things. And God seems not to be keeping his side of the contract. Brothers, I can go not a contract, but an appointment with Dr. Daly. sinners, says the psalmist. How they live in peace. How they rise to greatness. Why then, thought I, it is to no purpose that I have kept my heart true, washed my hands clean in pureness of living. Still, all the while, I am plagued for it, and no morning comes, but my scourging is renewed. It is easy at certain hours to muse that while I have given up everything that gives meaning to life in this world, I am left empty and suffering.
fulfilled and to want for nothing. This is the classic temptation of the monk, especially, but by no means exclusively, in midlife. So those of you who have not yet hit that terrible period from 35 to 50 <laughs> have something here to look forward to. One has missed out on life, and now it is too late for one to do anything else but continue on, waiting for death in quiet despair. This is at bottom a temptation against hope. The evil one, more than anything else, seeks to sow the seeds of hopelessness in the cloister. This is the great spiritual battle, monks. A monk tempted against the virtue of hope sees only loneliness and death in his chastity. He sees only confinement in his enclosure. He sees only frustration and limitations in his stability. He sees only the loss of personal freedom in his obedience. He sees a massive waste of time in the open state. And in the end, he comes to resent the monastic observance altogether and to wish that he had done something else with his life, made other choices, and seized upon other opportunities. The psalmist Yet ever thou art at my side, ever holdest me by my right hand, thine to guide me with thy counsel, thine to welcome me into glory and last. What else does heaven hold for me but thyself? What charm for me has earth here at thy side? What Though flesh of mine, heart of mine, should waste away, still God will be my heart's stronghold, eternally my inheritance. Lost those others may be who deserve thy cause. Lost are all those who break their troth with thee. I know no other content but clinging to God. That's, that's the quintessential monastic prayer. I know no other content but clinging to God, putting my hope in the Lord my Master, within the gates of royal Zion, I will be the herald of thy praise. The 41st instrument of good works can all too easily pass unnoticed. It is nonetheless indispensable and of daily use to every monk. A monk's life can either be a tragic case of quiet despair or a shining beacon of hope. Choose hope then, always choose hope. Choose hope even in the face of apparent hopelessness. And as we say on the day of our monastic profession, you will not be disappointed in your hope. Sushi be me domine, secundo me et non confundas me ab expectatione mea. 
Take thou me even to thyself, as thou hast promised, and I shall live, and let me die.